0: If you have ever had a conflict with somebody and it didn't turn out well, this show is for you. We're going to talk about five tips to handle the conflict and have both people walk away happy on this morning's Coffee with Colleen. Good morning and welcome to Coffee with Colleen. If this is your first time watching, my name is Colleen Hammond. I'm a former on-camera meteorologist for the Weather Channel turned image consultant, coach and mentor. I just found that women didn't realize how great they would look and feel once they nailed down their style. So in 30 days or less, I teach women how to figure out what to wear so that everything in your closet makes you look and feel fascinating. But today we're going to talk about conflict. And we're recording this the day before Thanksgiving, so I thought this was kind of appropriate. I'm going to talk about five tips to handle conflict, which you can use either around the dinner table or in a work situation, depending on where you are located. Um, it's pretty simple to... The first thing is to avoid conflict. So if you know certain topics are going to trigger an emotional conversation, then just stay away from those topics and enjoy each other's presence. Now, that's you, but the other person doesn't necessarily agree with avoiding conflict. Some people actually enjoy conflict, and if there's not drama, they will create drama. Do you know these people? Please do not say that you are this person. (laughs) But there are people who really they're not happy unless there's drama around them and if there isn't drama they'll create it and that makes it more difficult in your life if you have someone like that in your life so i think the number one thing to realize is you focus on maintaining your control and your composure and (coughs) excuse me number one know when to walk away And leaving can sometimes be an art, right? Um, The last thing for your relationship is you don't want somebody to think you're not listening to them. So oftentimes... If you're in a conflict with somebody and you know it's, you know, oh gosh, every time we talk about this, this person does this, this, and this. Okay, that's your first clue. You know that every time you are with this person, number one, they're gonna cause conflict, and number two, you already know the pattern. So that's with somebody that you're familiar with. If it's somebody you're not familiar with, sometimes the best thing to do is just to listen. And one of the things that I learned from Chris Chris Voss, uh, Never Split the Difference, is his book, I'll put a link to that later um, in the show notes, is to repeat back to them a couple of words from the sentence that they just said. Usually the last couple of words of that sentence, and you can just repeat. So if they're like, yeah, well, you know, that person, um, you know, in every election cycle, we always know that the certain party is gonna do this, and, you know, oh, the certain party does this, Just ask a question. Repeat the last couple of words. That means, to them, you're listening to them. But you're not engaged in any conflict. You're not asking them questions. You're not countering anything they say, because you know that whatever you say isn't going to work. So just repeat back to them a couple of things. And then know when to take a break. So just sometimes, don't make a dramatic exit, but sometimes you can just slip away quietly. If it's a large group, or if you have your phone with you, you're like, oh, excuse me, my so-and-so, I have to I have to take this call or I have to I have to reply to this text. I'm hey I hate to be rude, but I, I really do need to deal with this right away and step away. So number one, know when to walk away. Number two, maintain your composure and stay calm. Keeping yourself clear, headed, and rational is important. Now, if you know that you're going to go to a family gathering and alcohol will be involved, sometimes this will be the night that it's best to avoid alcohol so that you can maintain a clear head and maintain your composure and stay calm. And if you can't, now would be the time to take a text, take a phone call, go powder your nose, excuse yourself to go to the bathroom, to take a few deep breaths and calm down staying calm and maintaining your inner peace is going to be the most important thing. Breathe deeply, practice mindfulness. Uh, You may, may need a couple of minutes to just do a quick meditation until you're in a better place and you can control yourself just to find your inner peace. So number two, maintain your composure and staying calm. Number three, be busy. You know, if you're busy helping in the kitchen, or busy helping wash dishes, or busy taking care of nieces and nephews, you're not going to be pulled into some of these conversations. So avoidance is basically what I'm saying. If you know it's going to be a conflict with that particular person, then just avoid that particular person by maintaining a a level of busyness and keep yourself busy on the opposite side of the room, if at all possible. And then you can be a little bit more productive and and spend time with the people that you would rather spend time with. Number four, try to put yourself in the other person's shoes. So practice empathy. I know, I know, this is the person that irritates you the most and you can't. One of the reasons that you probably have conflict with this person is you don't understand them. You can't put yourself into their shoes. God loves them. Somebody loves them. Practice probably somebody married this person, right? So maybe try to find one quality about the person that you can either empathize with or you can see is a good quality that they have. Well, they're passionate, number one, you know that, right? Because they're passionate about their topic. That's why they're arguing with you. <laughs> but it, it and sometimes, if you're looking at the other person and you're finding some qual- good qualities in them, don't forget to look for your own good qualities as well. But if you start thinking that wait a minute, maybe I have something to contribute to this disagreement. That's a, that's a nice self-reflection too that you know we we all contribute co- all contribute somehow to a negative conflict situation. We may have said something in the past. You know We may have said it on purpose. We may not have said it on purpose. Sometimes we say things totally innocently and it can be taken out of context and it can be twisted to be something that you never intended it to mean. This happened to me, it's funny, I was thinking about this this morning. This happened to me, it was about a year and a half ago. I said something to two people and it offended this other person so greatly and I said, I am so sorry that you were offended by that. But what you thought I meant, I I never, I never considered that. I never thought. I am so sorry. Uh, Trust me, I am not. You know what she had blown it way out of proportion, and I really didn't know this person. We had a mutual friend, and it got she totally blew it total way out of proportion. So much so that when I apologized, she actually said to me, I refuse to accept your apology. I don't care if you mean it or not. You are not somebody I ever want to associate with, and I never want to see you, speak to you, or hear from you again. Unfortunately, she made such a big deal out of it that the circle of what I thought were friends (laughs) um, that I was associated with at the time, they they all cut me off. So not not only was I misunderstood, She totally took it out of context, blew it out of proportion, refused to accept my apology, and went to all the other women in this this group and said that she didn't want me involved in the group anymore. And so I found out who from that group were really my friends, three of them out of the nine I'm still in touch with. The other six totally cut me off as well. So it was a good thing, ultimately. I found out who my real friends were. Um, But so, When you try to put yourself in somebody else's shoes, which I tried to do in this particular situation, I tried to see where she was coming from, and I did see where she was coming from, she was wrong, (laughs) but I did see where she was coming from, it didn't matter. So even though sometimes you take all the steps necessary to resolve a situation with someone, you can only say, I did my best. I. I tried. I have nothing to be ashamed of. I did my best. I regret the the way it all fell out, but look for the positive in the situation. So, in my situation, I found out who my three real real friends were, and I'm still friends to, with them to this day. And two from the other group have actually reached out since, and apologized and said, "This person. Now that we know them better, we realize what happened, and you know, um, I regret listening to her." So. All in all, you can always look at a situation and see the bright side and the silver lining to it. So practice empathy. Number five is kind of, I rolled the two in together, try to apologize, try to reconcile. Um, it does take two people to get into an argument. And if one person wants to reconcile and the other person doesn't, there's not much you can do. But try to be the bigger person, try to be the adult in the group and own up to your side of it. Say. You know, I realize that there's a conflict between the two of us, and I do have things that I have said and done that I can see that have contributed to the conflict. And I apologize. I am sorry for my part in what's going on, and I would really like to heal this relationship or, move, you know, move forward. Um, and, and, of course, being calm, cool, and collected is going to be your number one. So, but sometimes having that conflict, it's inevitable, but how you deal with the conflict says a lot about you. And being able to look yourself in the mirror and, you know, say, I handled that well. It didn't end well. What well, could I have done differently? Maybe nothing. I You know, I don't think that's true in any situation. I think if we look back on any situation, we can see that we didn't handle it perfectly. And what can you learn from it? What can you take into the next conflict with a different person or that same person that you can handle it differently? But being able to maintain your cool and calm in a very emotional situation is a life skill. And it's something that we want to grow in and we want to teach those around us, especially any uh, younger children that we have in our care, to help them maintain their composure and grow in emotional intelligence that um, will help them in their life uh, moving forward. So again, those five are know when to walk away, uh, stay calm, and if you can't be calm, leave to, to maintain your composure. Stay busy so that you can avoid any situations, but keeping yourself busy. Be empathetic, put yourself in their shoes and see it from their point of view or see qualities about them that are positive if you're having a hard time with that. And number five, always try to reconcile. Life is too short to go through conflicts. We're all different. And when we love and accept each other for our differences, sometimes we're oil and water. Sometimes we're not meant to always get along, and that's okay. Just knowing that reconciliation should always be on the table and should always be an option. All right, that's it for today. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, let me know. Um, If you're not following me, uh, if you're on YouTube right over here, you can hit that subscribe button. And don't forget to hit the bell because it'll notify you of upcoming or any, not upcoming, but any videos that are currently posted. All right, take care. God bless. And I am grateful to have you in my life. And I hope you feel the same too. Bye.